Uh, we're studying from the book of Matthew. I'm going to read a portion of what we started with last week, beginning in verse 14, but not read the entire thing today. Uh, you may want to read that entire story, parable of Jesus, uh, following the service, but I'm going to give you an excerpt. This is part two of a series that I've entitled uh, God's Investors. And uh, the key word of this series is investment, the principle of investment. How God set in motion a law and a, for, a force in the earth that when we make an investment, that that comes back to us in greater amounts. It's a principle that we live by. We invest money uh, for it to grow and for the benefit of our families, our retirements in the future. We invest acts of kindness and service toward others because we know that whatever we invest in others is going to come back to us. We also invest in the kingdom of God. We invest in other people, financial gifts, because we know that it comes back to us. It's the investment principle. To invest is to allocate money or some other resource such as time with the expectation of some benefit in the future. You know, there's a, a big difference between investing money and spending money. Um, in spending money has an immediate gratification but is lost to the future. But investing money means that you retain it and you give it an opportunity to grow and to increase. This applies to every area of our lives. It's absolutely vital that you and I live our lives according to the investment principle. If you and I want to live the life we want to live and achieve the things we want to achieve in life, we have to be investors. You know, it's so possible and even common in America for people to live up their entire income, live up whatever they make, and spend it all from payday to payday and never take a portion and invest it, but virtually spend it all. If you do that throughout your life, you'll end up at the end of your life with no money and no options because money gives you options. If you invest now, it ensures that you'll have money later. This is true about every area of our lives. If you invest love and kindness and goodness toward others today, God ensures that that love and kindness is going to come back to us from other people. And so we virtually live by the investment principle, and it ensures that our life today and our life tomorrow is going to be something that we enjoy. Um, so I want to talk to you about investments. This series is about investing in the kingdom of God. It's about investing in yourself. And it's about investing in others. Today, I want to focus on investing in yourself. I believe this is a good word for all of the graduates here today to talk to them for a few moments about how important it is that you invest in yourself. There's no one that achieves great things in life, that accomplishes their goals and realizes their dreams if they have not invested in themselves. If we do not invest in ourselves, no one else is going to invest in us. First, we invest in ourselves, and we uh, increase the value of our person, 
And then that's what gives us the opportunity to achieve and do well in life. And for people that are not yet at the place they want to be in life with their career, their family, their income, their life as a whole, it's probably because they have not made adequate investments within themselves. If you invest enough in yourself, that investment cannot be taken away from you. You know, I've studied a number of highly successful people in life that did well in the financial realm. Many of them, if not all of them, at some point in their life, lost it all and went backwards. But it was amazing how quickly they regained it because their asset was not in their net worth that showed up on a financial report, but their real asset was themselves, the investment they had made in themselves, and that investment cannot be taken away. When you apply yourself to get an education, to get a degree, to go through a training, and you apply yourself with practice and effort, inevitably you're making an investment in yourself that no one can take away from you and that will always be a return for you in your life. So this is what I want to talk to you about for the next few moments. The principle of investment is taught to us in a, through a parable of Jesus in Matthew chapter 25, beginning in verse 14. I want to read a few verses for you, and uh, then we'll study. Again, the kingdom of heaven can be illustrated by the story of a man going on a long trip. He called together his servants and entrusted his money to them while he was gone. He gave five bags of silver to one, two bags of silver to another, and one bag of silver to the last dividing it in proportion to their abilities. He then left on his trip. The servant who received the five bags of silver began to invest the money and earn five more. The servant who, with two bags of silver, also went to work and earned two more. But the servant who received the one bag of silver dug a hole in the ground and hid the master's money. After a long time... Their master returned from their trip and called them to give an account for how they had used his money. The servant to whom he had given entrusted the five bags of silver came forward and five, with five more and said, Master, you gave me five bags of silver to invest. I have earned five more. The master was full of praise. Well done, my good and faithful servant. You have been faithful in handling the small amount. So now I will give you many more responsibilities. Let's celebrate together. And I'll end right there with the reading. The fact is, Jesus is giving a parable of the kingdom of heaven and how that to each of us as his servants, he invests in us so that we can invest in others. And he holds us accountable for what we do with the abilities the personal assets, and the opportunities that he gives to us. And he demands that we increase what we start with and we cause it to grow. Notice that he said he gave these bags of silver to his servants while he went on a long journey. It's like Jesus has gone on a long journey and he is coming back, but until then we're held accountable for making investments with what he has given to us. Notice that his servants never owned the money. It was always his money. I believe one of the things that a child of God must do is to get the question of ownership correct. 
The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. Every bit of dirt, every piece of gold and silver, every molecule of air and every ounce of water, everything on this planet belongs to God and nothing belongs to us. And as a child of God, everything that Renee and I have together as husband and wife, it all belongs to God. We are managers and we are stewards. And he holds us accountable for how well we are managing his assets. We are his managers. The servant uh, received different amounts according to their ability. So he gave one man five bags of silver because he recognized in him certain qualifications that he could count on. See, God is a good investor too. He, he gave two to a man that had ability but somewhat less, and he only gave one bag of silver to the man that he knew already didn't have what it takes. And so he only invested a small amount in the man that had little, little ability. I believe that God gives us abilities based on three things. Gives us, he invests in us according to three things. First of all is our commitment and our loyalty to him. You know, you wouldn't invest in someone you didn't trust and believe that they would put your best interests first and would take care of what you gave to them. God's looking for people that are committed to him and that are loyal and faithful to him. Secondly, he's looking for character. People that conduct life and business with integrity. The fact is, you wouldn't invest your money with another person if you didn't feel like they were honest and full of integrity. You wouldn't do that. And so God is looking for people with character that he can invest more in. And then finally, he's looking for competency and skill. People that know how to get the job done and have the ability to do so. I believe as we grow in our competencies, competencies and our skills that God will invest more and more in us as we show him that we are capable of handling the things he's already given. We see this in the story. The man that took five and added five more, he said, I'm going to give you even more. And the man that heard two and, and added two to it, he said, I'm going to give you even more. And so every level of accomplishment promises another level of investment from our Heavenly Father. It's like a stairway that we climb. God entrusts us with personal assets, abilities, and opportunities. He entrusts it with us. And He holds us accountable to use the things He's given us in a wise way that will cause them to multiply and grow. So our responsibility is to find out what God has put in me, what opportunities he's given me, and to maximize those opportunities and cause it to grow. That's what God demands from us. At the end of the day, he said to the men who had received the silver, he said, well done, good and faithful servant. And the word faithful uh, means diligent, trustworthy, and loyal. But it just doesn't stop there. It also means fruitful. A faithful servant is not just the one that shows up regularly on time, but a faithful servant is the one that invested what the master had given him and caused it to multiply. The man that did not make the investment was the one that was punished for not having done so. And so faithfulness involves fruitfulness. God expects fruitfulness from all of us. Everything on this planet grows and increases through the principle of investment. For instance, 
uh, farmers. They have to invest precious seed in the ground. They have to plant if they ever want to have a harvest. They have to give something up, and they have to be patient and wait for that seed to grow before it's going to bring them a return. It's the investment principle. I see businessmen. This house is full of businessmen and women. How that they go out and they, they buy products and they, they, they buy goods. And then they turn around and they, they resell those goods at a profit. But first they have to go buy something that they can then sell. They have to make an investment before they can hope for a profit. I see others that are in the service industry. Uh, they have to educate themselves to provide a service. They may have to buy tools and equipment, and they may have to hire employees, and then they go out and they sell a service. But before they make a profit, they have to make an investment. It's the investment principle, and it's virtually how the world works. And each of us must realize for us to get where we want to get in our lives, we're going to have to make an investment. Some of the greatest people on this planet are teachers, people that have given their life to teach other people, especially young people, um, and to give them an education. How many teachers we got in the house? Let me see your hand. Look at all over this building. Teachers on every section. God bless you so much. Two of my favorite teachers just happen to be down here on the front row. This is Howard and Nancy. Don't you love these people? Really precious people. They have given their lives to be educators, and they invested years of education and sacrifice so they would have something to give. You've got to invest in yourself if you want to have something to give. They weren't born with it. They, it wasn't just downloaded uh, when they got connected to an Wi-Fi, but it was years of investment that they invested in themselves, and now they've spent their career teaching other children, thousands of children today, many of which are already graduated and gone on with life, sat in their classes while they invested in them. Now, what have they gotten in return? A wonderful life, happiness, a sense of significance, relationships with students all over the country that used to sit in their classes. They live a wonderful life. The only thing greater than the true riches that they enjoy today would be the reward that the Father has for them in heaven someday because they've lived their life investing in other students, investing themselves in other people. These people are investors, and they're reaping the reward of it today. But first, they had to invest in themselves. You don't get a return until you have something to offer. By investing in yourself, it gives you the privilege of investing in others. And I want to honor these, my wonderful friends, these teachers, and all the teachers here today that are giving your lives and investing in other people uh, education. So, you know, I look at these graduates here today. Many of them graduated at one level and now move on to the next. Uh, many of you are planning college, some military, some other kind of a training you're doing the right thing by investing in yourself. If you don't invest in yourself, uh, you'll never get there. Whatever you're dreaming of, whatever you're hoping for, whatever you want your life to be in the future, it's not just going to happen. You have to make small increments of investment day after day after day, sometimes for many years. But if you keep making the investment, inevitably it's going to be a huge return for you in the future. 
But if you don't use this season of your life to make an investment in yourself, then it's going to deduct from the future that is you have in front of you. So I want to encourage you as you go to the next level of learning, college or, or, or grad school, whatever your next step is, just continue to invest in yourself and God has promised a huge return. Today, a few moments ago, you met Quentin and Kiera. Uh, they are our directors of our uh, Triumph Kids and do a great job. I hope all of you know and love Quentin and Kiera like we do. They're great kids. And they have taken ours back out and they're, they're ministering to our kids. Let me just brag on them for a minute. First of all, Quentin and Kiera applied themselves very diligently in high school and they won full ride scholarships, both of them, to Prairie View High. They lived for God. They, they, they drove back and forth from here to Prairie View, served this church night and day, weekend after weekend. They would drive from here to Prairie View like they were driving to the corner store. And uh, because they had full ride scholarships, they spent their whole time there at Prairie View. Uh, he got a degree in engineering. She earned a degree in teaching. This last year, she finished uh, her first year as an educator, as a teacher. And we're so proud of her. But I think about the investment they made while they were in high school, the investment they made while they were at Prairie View, and all that time serving this church night and day and doing everything they could for the kingdom of God. I can't tell you how much I love and admire this couple. <clears throat> Quentin had a dream of working at NASA. So when he graduated with an engineering degree, his first job was with NASA over the summer. The next job, he now works at, at, uh, out here at the Space Center for a contractor. I think it's Boeing. And right now, Quentin is helping to build the next spaceship. Right now, he's one of the engineers on that project. If you talk to him, he'll tell you he dreamed his whole life of working at NASA and working on spaceships. And because he made the commitment and he made the investment year after year and paid the price, working long hours, studying and doing everything he could for himself and for the kingdom of God simultaneously, he got his degree. He and Kiera got married. They have a new addition to their family. has four legs and a tail, as cute as it can be. Not only that, they just signed the papers on their first home just recently. Hey, listen, Quentin and Kara didn't fall off of a truck on Interstate 10, and we just picked them up and brought them in here and said, y'all be our children's directors. These are two people that have proven themselves in their walk for God and proven that they're going to make investments in themselves so they can invest in others. And we celebrate them today. So when you see them again, give them a hug and tell them how much we love and appreciate them. And what an example they are for our graduates today. Um, you know, the sum of your abilities is talent plus skill equals the sum of your abilities. Talent, as I see it, is what God gives you. It's what's just put in you when God created you and designed you, He gave you certain abilities. And not all of us have the same abilities, of course. Not all are gifted at the same level for the same things. We know that. But all of us have things in us that God gifts us to do. And it's up to us to find out what they are and then add to that natural talent skill. So it's 
It's talent, what God gave you, and it's a skill. That's what you invest in yourself. That means education. That means hours and hours of practice. That means investing in yourself so someday the sum of your abilities will be of significance that will make you happy, successful in life, and able to give something back. It's not just what you're born with. It's what you add to it. You know, um, two years ago, I had the opportunity to become friends with Tracy and Clarinda McGraley and their wonderful family. God bless y'all. And, you know, Tracy is going to be inducted into the Hall of Fame this September. And what a huge accomplishment that is. <clears throat> for, for any professional athlete to make the Hall of Fame is like the crowning achievement for, for any of them in any sport. And um, I want to tell you that ha having gotten to know them uh, uh, over the years, I learned the extreme price that Tracy and his family pays for him to, to be a Hall of Fame NBA player. Now he works for ESPN as a commentator. And, and I didn't really realize the kind of price that professional athletes play until I met them. Uh, the rigorous daily training uh, routine that they stay on. Uh, the, the, the travel, the sacrifice that, that, that they have to make. I really didn't know that until I kind of got close to them and I began to realize, man, Tracy pays an enormous price to be able to play ball and entertain all of us. And his wife pays a price. His children pay a price. So you can see professional athletes and successful people on your television and just say, man, they got it made. And just think, man, look what they get. You know, they're on television and they're stars and they're famous and blah, 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 blah. And never really realize the price that they pay every day to be there. I couldn't help but notice that the rigorous routine uh, to stay in shape and stay on the, the, the cutting edge of the game that Tracy was playing was paying was probably far greater than I was paying to be a pastor. The rigorous training, the day after day. So the price you pay results in your level of success, the level of return. If you don't pay the price, you're never going to get the return. It just isn't going to happen. You know, a couple of decades ago, there was a man by the name of Malcolm Gladwell that studied um, gifted, talented, and accomplished violinists, the best in the world. And there were dozens of them that they studied very carefully. They found out that of those that were average professional violinists, that they had accumulated some 4,000 hours of practice. Not performance, just practice. To be average, they had to have already invested 4,000 hours. But those that mastered the, the instrument, those that excelled above all others, were those that had invested 10,000 hours of practice. And so Malcolm arrived at the conclusion through his studies that if you and I want to master anything, if we want to excel at anything, it takes at least 10,000 hours of practice and personal investment to get there. So we look at our goals and we look at our dreams and we ask ourselves the question, am I willing to invest the time and the man hours and to make the sacrifices for me to achieve the things that I want? Men and women have the, ha have the tendency to look around and say, oh, they're just lucky. Oh, man, they're just lucky. Oh, they're just blessed. And never see the price that they paid to get where they are. 
I'll tell you that every successful person in the world has paid an enormous personal price to get to where they are. And if you and I want to get to where we want to be, there's a price that we must pay. I believe that skill ultimately supersedes natural talent. Given enough time, skill supersedes talent. Now, you've got to have talent, but you can multiply your talent ten times over if you can add to it skill. The talent is what I start with. The skill is what I intentionally add to it. And if we are willing to practice, to pay the price, to do whatever it takes, we can achieve great things in life. But it isn't going to come free, it isn't going to come easy, and it isn't going to come quick. We have to make the investment for us to get the things out of life that we want. You've heard of Bill Gates and his cohort, Paul Allen. In 1968, they were studying in California at a little private school called Lakeside. That little school just happened to have a little primitive uh, computer there. Not anything like what you and I carry in our pockets, but it was just one of the very first computers. And so... Bill and Alan began to work really hard and, and got a key to the, the school and started going and staying all night and all weekends just playing and learning how to use this primitive computer in 1968. Well, it was these same two men that spent countless hours after school working on this little computer that in 1975 would launch Microsoft, which today is the largest software company in the world, and Bill Gates is one of the richest men in the world and one of the greatest philanthropers of our time. The fact is, they started out by investing thousands of hours in something that would ultimately give them the ability and the opportunity to launch the largest software company in the world. It didn't happen quick, it didn't happen easy, and it didn't happen free, but they did make it happen. All of you have heard of John, Paul, George, and Ringo, the famous Beatles that have impacted music for generations. You've heard about the huge crowds and the massive songs and all of that. But what you may not have heard about was that in 1960, the Beatles were virtually unknown. And they were practicing seven to eight hours a day, seven days a week to learn how to play their instruments and to harmonize together. Over the next few years, in 1964, they did a sum total of 1,200 concerts, small venues that paid nothing or very little, and they practiced, and they played, and they played, and they played. It would be just a few years later that suddenly the world would discover the Beatles. And we look now at their success, and we look at the impact they've made on the music world, and the world has long since overlooked and forgotten the personal price these four men paid to change musical history forever. So today I'm talking to you about making a personal investment to achieve your goals and your dreams and what you want in life. This, no, there is no success without investing mass amounts of time and effort toward what you are dreaming of. We have to intentionally make these investments, time and effort and personal sacrifice, or we're never, ever going to get there. So I want to encourage you in this way. First of all, envision what you want to be and what you want to accomplish. You have to have a bullseye. You have to have a target. You, you've got to have something that you're aiming for. Make sure that you want to be the kind of person that has a walk with God. 
It's not enough just to be successful in the eyes of the world and in your own life, but you need to be a person that walks with God in whatever endeavor and whatever road of life you walk. If you want to be truly happy and you want to be successful in life, make sure that you're investing in your family, in meaningful relationships with friends and other key people. Because it doesn't matter how much money you have, how famous you are, if you don't have family and friends, it's all empty and worthless. Make sure that you know or at least have an idea of what career you want. You're not trying to find a job, you're finding a career path. And make sure you're making investments today that somehow, someday will add up to the career that you want to have. So get a bullseye, get a target, know what you want, and start moving in that direction today. Create a prayer birth plan. I like this language, prayer birth plan. I'm a big planner, and I spend lots of time making plans because I like to plan, and I feel like it's a key to success. But it can't just be plans that man makes. It's got to be prayer birth. So get a plan and pray over that plan and let God develop that plan. Let God perfect that plan and let God help you make it a successful plan. Have a prayer birthed plan, a plan that you have soaked and bathed in prayer and allowed the Holy Spirit to guide you and to help you make that plan. Start making investments today that will ultimately grow into the person you want to be and the life you want to live. One final verse before I close today. James the Apostle made a profound statement in the Bible. Faith without works is dead. Faith without works is dead. So simply believing in yourself, believing in God, and believing that you can do it, that alone is not going to be enough. Faith without works is dead. But when you combine hard work, practice, and education and personal sacrifice to what you're believing for, then you have the assurance that you can achieve the things you want in life and get to the place you want to be. But it takes faith and works. Faith in God, faith in yourself, and works that add up to what you want to be and do in life. Faith plus works will equal your dreams coming true. And so today, I've spent some time talking to you about the principle of investment and how that we must make investments today to have the future that we hope to live and believe that those investments are blessed of God and they're going to be, they will be, He will cause them to grow and to expand. And someday, we're going to see the fulfillment of our dreams because we're making investments today for the tomorrow that we really want to live. I hope this word has been an encouragement to all of you, but especially our graduates as they enter into this new season of life. What are you investing in? Who are you investing in? What is your plan for your future? I want to pray a blessing over you that God will bless the seeds you're sowing, the sacrifices you're making, and that God will help you to achieve the things in life that He has placed upon you. God helps all to be investors for God. Please stand now if you will. Those of you watching online, I want to pray for you as well and that God's hand of blessing would be upon you as you continue to pursue the course of life that he has laid out before you. Father, I thank you that you have blessed us all and you have given us personal assets and opportunities to be meaningful and significant in life. 
to be blessed and enjoy true riches that you have promised. I pray over the investments of every person in this house, investments of every kind and shape, investments for their future. I pray that you would bless them as they sacrifice and they practice and they serve and they learn. I pray, God, that your hand of grace and goodness would be upon them, and that you would bless them and multiply their investment and make it return to them in great abundance. Father, someday we want to hear you say, well done, good and faithful servant. For if I achieve everything that I dreamed and I accomplish everything that the world would call success, but if I don't hear those words from you, I'm a complete failure. So help us, O oh God, to know your will, to have the grace to accomplish it. So that one day you can say to each and every one of us, well done, good and faithful servant. Amen. Can you all say amen with me? Thank the Lord. Please remain standing. Thank you for giving us this Sunday morning of worship and honoring our grads and studying the scripture together. I'm not going to hold you long. We always close the altar with our prayer partners coming forward. So anyone that needs prayer ministry can receive that before you leave. So prayer partners, if you want to come down now, you certainly can. I want to um, mention a couple things to you before we go. First of all, there's a silent auction out front, and um, our students are raising money to go to camp and conference this year. They're working really hard in the church, out of the church, doing all they can, and there's some wonderful gift items out there that you can bid on in a silent auction that'll help them get there. Please visit their tables. Don't forget that our graduates from high school, they have memorabilia and things out there and meet them personally, congratulate them, and celebrate this great day in their life. So please don't forget that. Wednesday night we'll be back with a pastor's Bible study. I look forward to sharing that with you. So uh, it's been great being with you today. And again, if you need prayer or ministry, you can certainly come down now and these people will be happy to pray with you. Just pick one of these men or women and uh, give them a short sentence as to what you'd like for them to pray with you about. And that's what they'll be ready to do for as long as anyone needs prayer. So again, thank you for being here. I want to pray a blessing over you, and then uh, you can be dismissed today. May the Lord bless and keep you. May he make his face shine upon you, be gracious to you, and give you peace. May goodness and mercy follow you all the days of your life. May the Holy Spirit overshadow you, guide you, guard you, and empower you to do great things in your lifetime. I speak this blessing on you all in Jesus' name. God bless you all. Thank you for being here. It's wonderful to be with you, and I'll see you again real soon.